are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Monday, March 21st, 2022, and this is Locked On Mariners. Apologies for not having a show on Friday. We had a scheduling conflict that kept us from being able to record. However, we're back to five shows a week. You're getting more of us starting now and all the way through the season. So thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Tidy Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at C-E-Pat-11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon, where we talk about the Mariners even more, and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information on that. If you are interested in before we get into the show, I got to mention that today's episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, spring training games are underway. We are going to be discussing our first impressions from the first three Mariners games this past weekend. The Mariners also lost a key member of their bullpen over the weekend. We'll tell you how that impacts them moving forward. And they've also signed some recognizable names to minor league deals over the past couple of days. We'll get you caught up on who they are and if they might be able to work their way onto the roster at some point. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. There is no better time to do so than now with the season just a few what two weeks away how long how long away are, are we from opening day colby a little over two weeks i believe it i believe it'll be two weeks on friday wow so close so close mm-hmm. so exciting too and it's crazy right because spring training just begun <laughs> games just started on friday for the mariners We saw Marco Gonzalez in the opener. We saw Levi Stout on Saturday and Chris Flexen on Sunday. The Mariners won the Saturday game. They lost the Friday and Sunday games, which, you know, that doesn't matter. It's spring training. Ultimately, a lot of things at spring training don't really matter. But, Colby, has there been anything that has stood out to you thus far over the last three days? Not not really. It's been a pretty... um nondescript start for the uh, Mariners uh, so far. I guess the good news is that Marco and, and Chris Flexen both look pretty uh, pretty good uh, in their outings. Uh, obviously, Flexen not exactly facing a uh, you know quality lineup uh, by any stretch, but uh, you know through strikes, uh, off speed stuff was working pretty well. Marco is uh, apparently been working on a new breaking ball, and he, he flashed it a little bit in his start. So uh, it was a pretty good outing. Uh, first three games have been started by two guys who are definitely in the rotation and one who apparently is in the running, according to Jerry DePoto in Levi Stout. Um, Stout stuff was, was pretty good. Uh, just not a ton of control uh, on uh, what was that Saturday. Um, and that's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, what the scouting report would tell you is going to be the case with him right now. So uh, not all that surprising of a result and he was going up against the Dodgers lineup that's you know wasn't at full you know it wasn't at full power but it still had what Cody Bellinger I think Trey Turner played in that game as well Mm -hmm. yeah quite quite a few guys were still there still present Um, in that uh in that lineup 
was playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it's it was yeah, it was a good solid lineup, uh, major league quality lineup for the most part. So yeah, you know it's it's just been that. A um, couple guys came in out of the bullpen looked really good. Um, Danny Young had a had a great uh, inning. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might be a sleeper candidate uh, to be the lefty in the bullpen. Um, personally, I, I, he might be better than Mashevitz. Uh, I've never been a fan of Mashevitz, anyways. So that's a possibility there. Um, there's also uh, there was also a, a really good inning from Johan Ramirez. Uh, I think he threw uh, 14 of his 16 pitches for strikes yesterday. Mm. Uh, which is obviously huge because Ramirez has the stuff to be, you know, locked down upper level reliever in baseball. It's just a matter of whether or not he can throw strikes. And yesterday was a good first step. Um, and then, of course, you know, Devin Sweet um, just toying with guys in his changeup and then blowing 94, 95 by him on the inside corner. Yeah. He was uh, That was a lot of fun to see. Yeah, that changeup uh, lived up to the hype. You know, you had been telling me about it. You sent me some videos of him throwing that change up. And, so would you uh, say I was right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Say I'm it, not I. ashamed to admit it. You were right, Colby. About what? Right. Be, speci- be specific. About Devin Sweet's change up. Now, I'm not going to say baseball. that he's Devin Williams like you said. but Okay, well, you'll get there eventually. I'm not, I'm not ready to make that commitment yet, but I like it. I, I like what I saw. I uh, I'm very intrigued by Devin Sweet. I'll say. So, um, I mean, we got to talk about Julio's home run on Friday, right? That's the highlight of of spring thus far. Uh, I would we say were live. Was, yeah, I would say on it's YouTube. Devin Sweet's change up, but sure, you want to do Julio? That's fine too. <laughs> of course, but we were live on YouTube for this yeah. too. So. If you're listening to this, you want to see our live reaction to Julio's absolute tank on Friday, go to YouTube, uh, control the zone on, or sorry, true to the trident on YouTube. I always get it confused if we have it called control the zone or uh, true to the trident, but go to true to the trident on YouTube and uh, watch the last control the zone live that we have uploaded there. Cause we reacted to it live. Um, 117 miles per hour on the exit velocity. Do we know what the feet was on it? Uh, I believe 421 or 431. I don't believe it. <laughs> it would that at least had to be like 6,000 feet. At least 6,000. Okay. Uh, yes. Mr. Hyperbole. Um, no, no it, it was impressive. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it came off of a real major leaguer or anything. Uh, guy basically True. threw him a batting practice fastball, uh, i.e. a hanging curveball. Um, but he didn't miss it. And, you know, it was it was kind of funny because he had gotten ahead 0-2 with two curveballs at Julio. Didn't look like he saw them real well out of his hand. There was a little bit of a flinch there on both of those pitches. And then he tried to sneak a third one by him, and Julio obliterated it. So, uh, yeah, it uh, it was fun. Um, you know, he got to start the other day. Didn't, didn't register a hit. Um, kind of just... Mm-hmm. You know, a forgettable day at the ballpark for him. I believe he's in the starting lineup today. Unfortunately, the game yep. is not on TV. Um, so and today's like the really fun game, by the way, because yeah. we're going to see or well, we're not we going to see. see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we should see. But uh, yeah, George Kirby and Matt Brash are going to be pitching in this one. Also, Evan White is apparently going to be getting at bats today. Yeah. 
that's kind of too bad the Mariners don't own like their own like sports network so they could broadcast more of these games for us. That would be that would be delightful. Um, yeah. But no, you know, I mean, any anytime you can show old reruns of Montana State versus Montana from 2018, you have to show that. I mean, like <laughs> you got to do it. Yeah, you, you got to do mean, it. That and yep. the backpacking through Europe show, like they're the two best shows they have. So. Because, you know, Fly everybody fishing. watches root sports when there's not a game on. Until Seattle Seawolves uh, rugby reruns. Hey, you know what? I would appreciate yeah. that more than the backpacking through Europe show or the fly fishing show. So mm-hmm. at least show me that. But no, no. Nope. Again, real nope. shame the Mariners don't own that network or anything. Shoot. <sighs> Darn. Uh, so yesterday, uh, Jesse Winker got his first hit as a Mariner to run double. That was nice. Ty France got a home run. So, you know, top of the lineup, doing some stuff. It's going to take uh, probably another week, week and a half for uh, for these hitters to kind of start really getting into their groove, getting into uh, more you know season-ready form. Pitchers are going to take a little longer. It's going to be interesting to see how this fifth starter competition plays out if Jerry DePoto can't land a trade for, a, uh, for another pitcher, which kind of concerns us. We'll probably talk about that later on this week. Uh, but up next, we're going to be talking about Casey Sadler, who unfortunately is going to be missing the 2022 season and how that impacts the Mariners bullpen going forward. But first, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts you're listening to locked on mariners thank you again for making us your first listen of the day just like you do here every day and just a reminder to check out locked on mlb prospects host Lindsay crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the mlb stars of tomorrow it's free and available wherever you get podcasts just like us so check it out all right, so like I said earlier, Casey Sadler is done for the year. A couple of days ago, it was reported by Ryan Divish that he was dealing with some shoulder discomfort. It kind of seemed at first that it wasn't going to be much of an issue, but he was a little behind on his throwing schedule. And then yesterday, he posts a video on Twitter that threw up some red flags for, for Mariner fans and Shortly thereafter, the news came out that he is going to have to undergo season-ending shoulder surgery. So Sadler coming off of a great year in which he had a 0.67 ERA, 2.48 FIP, uh, averaged nearly a strikeout per nine innings. He was one of the Mariners' better relievers and really just lengthened an already great bullpen for them. And now he's gone, but you know the, Jerry Depoto has been able to identify quality relievers guys that have helped his bullpens in the past pretty much out of nowhere right he's more or less pulled these guys out of thin air and there's also the addition of Andres Munoz for a full season there's the return of Ken Giles so the Mariners bullpen is still in a really good place right Colby Uh, it is Um, 
I think we need to be a little cautious about expecting Giles to start uh, opening day, you know, in the bullpen. Um, Threw a second Mm -hmm. bullpen the other day. He felt fine. Uh, Command was just not there. Slider wasn't as sharp. And those are two things that are, uh, you know, typically uh, commonly associated with your first year back off of Tommy John. Um, Apparently the velocity was 95, which isn't too bad uh, for, you know, a second bullpen. Um, we'll see. Hopefully he can get into some games here, uh, in the next uh, week or so, uh, that would, uh, that would really go a long way. Um, but yeah, you still look at what's, what's still available. You know, Paul Seawall, Drew Steckenrider, Diego Castillo, those guys are locks. Um, I think Munoz is probably going to make it, but we'll see. He hasn't gotten into a game yet, so it'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, so yeah, yep. Four, you know, between Giles and Munoz, one of those guys is probably on the opening day roster, at least one. So you have yeah. four spots accounted for. And then you still have like Eric Swanson, um, who was sneaky good last year. I don't think people uh, quite get how how good Eric Swanson is. Uh, Johan Ramirez uh, probably makes the, the team now, I would assume. Um but yeah, you know, there, there's a lot going on, but the Mariners still pretty good. And DePoto, if he's proven anything um, as a general manager, it's that he's really good at putting together bullpens on the fly. So yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about this. It's a bummer because Sadler is definitely a quality middle reliever, and he was kind of the guy they went to to, you know, get them out of the jam when the starter tired. Um, you know, it was kind of like JT Charcois was in the first half. That's who Sadler was in the second half, only better. So the bullpen's still in mm-hmm. pretty good shape. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. They're going to carry eight. Um, that's the most they can carry, at least as of right now. Rosters still haven't expanded. Um, so they're going to carry eight relievers. So there's still a couple spots up for grabs, and we also need to remember that Seattle's very likely going to want to carry a a, a traditional long reliever um, just because – you know, service has said in the last week that his hope is to get to opening day with all of his starters being prepared to throw between 75 to 85 pitches. So that's not quite full, you know, a full workload. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to want to carry a guy who can go multiple innings. So maybe somebody like Justice Sheffield makes the club now. Maybe somebody like Matt Festa, um, Nick Markavages, maybe. Uh, and I, mm-hmm. I would watch if he's healthy. That's a big if. Rowanis Elias. We know how versatile sure. he can be. Um, if he's healthy, then I think he's got a shot, particularly since he's a lefty as well. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't think the Mariners are thrilled with Mashevitz, but I do think that he's probably going to be in the bullpen. So um, they have some options. Didn't he, here. Uh, didn't he get hit hard a little bit yeah, he yesterday? Gave up a, or... yeah, yeah, gave up the home run. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He's just a dude. Um there's one thing you guys are going to learn about me through this season is that I'm no, I'm no fan of Anthony Mishevitz. Um just kind of a guy uh and he gets trusted in a sure. lot of a lot more high leverage situations than he should be. That's my opinion of it, but uh mm-hmm. yeah, he'll probably be there. Um and I, I think I think Mark Gavages or Sheffield's going to make the bullpen as well because I do think they're going to really push for that uh, that guy who can go 2-3 innings once or twice yeah. a week. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. They've also added a couple lefties to maybe get into the mix on on minor league deals. We'll talk about those guys in a little bit. Um, they've also added, you know, they had also added some other minor league guys throughout the lockout and shortly after the lockout with uh, Patrick Weigel and um, Kyle Bird and, and some of those guys. So maybe they factor in. Weigel looks pretty as good. Well, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Danny so, you know, we'll, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how they go about this. But like you said, like I said, Jerry DePoto has, I mean, pretty much the, the one thing that he's been consistent about at the major league level in his time as general manager of the Mariners is uh, being able to just pull you know, quality relief talent out of, out of thin air. Um, so I, I don't have much or many concerns really about how this is going to go. If they're going to be able to survive without Casey Sadler, it sucks. It really does. Don't get me wrong. It really sucks for, for the Mariners and also for, for Sadler himself. Um, especially because he's kind of become a little bit of a fan favorite here as well. So yeah, that's really disappointing. Um, you know, wishing him a speedy recovery and uh, looking forward to, to seeing him hopefully back on the field next season. Uh, but the Mariners should be able to survive. They should be able to stay afloat. And even if Giles, for example, is not able to make the opening day roster, we should be able to see him at some point sooner rather than later. And hopefully that gives them at least a decent boost. If he's the fourth or fifth guy still in that bullpen, we, of course, love um, the upside of Johan Ramirez. He made some great strides last year. Uh, he looked good, in, uh, as you mentioned earlier, in his, uh, in his appearance over the weekend. And then, uh, yeah, you got guys like Eric Swanson and, and you know, maybe Nick Margavages or Justice Sheffield or who, uh, who have you. I, I, I think they, uh, the good thing right now is that they have a lot of options at their disposal to, uh, to make this thing work. So we'll see how it comes together over the next couple of weeks. And there's also always the possibility that they go out and add more. Still mm-hmm. some names out there that they could potentially uh, bring in. So, and they certainly have plenty of money to do so. Not that they would spend any sort of exorbitant amount of on any of the remaining relievers, but uh, yeah, no. they they have the means to do so. Right. There will be guys who are DFA'd 40 man casualties and things like that. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's not something to be worried about yet. Um, but it, it is, it's not like it's nothing, you know, you, you're trying to walk that line. Yeah. Where it's, it's, it's significant. You lost a pretty good arm, but if you're going to lose a player for the season, you know, the bullpen is, is the one place where you can, you can make it work without feeling too much of a, uh, mm-hmm. you know, too much of a letdown. And particularly the Mariners as well, right? Coming yeah. off of the year that they just did, bringing back pretty much everyone from last season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that carryover, having that continuity uh, is really important here. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, there's probably going to be some regression. We've talked about this before. Bullpens are volatile, but, um, you know, having having that security, having that familiarity, it could go a long way. And uh you know, it's nice to have that to to kind of fall back on and, and rely on here. You still have, you know, one of the best bullpens from last year um, intact, you know, aside from Sadler. So um, they're in a good spot. And we'll we'll like I said, we'll see how they uh, they make the rest work. So we're going to be talking about some of the minor league free agents that they brought in. A couple could factor into the bullpen competition now with Sadler out or even if Sadler was still around. And but real quick, want to remind you this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Bill Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, that is. But not this year. 
I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. And it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Now, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low calorie, high in protein. So replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. So go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many amazing flavors they have to offer. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. Mm, Just sounds so good. Now, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com. All right, so over the last 24 hours or so, the Mariners have added a trio of minor league free agents, all of whom are fairly recognizable, especially to Mariner fans. The first one being Andrew Albers, who's back. He was with the Mariners back in 2017, uh, made some spot starts. He was actually pretty decent for them during that stretch. He ended up going to Japan after that and ended up making a return to the major leagues last season with Minnesota. 7-5-8 ERA in, I believe it was three games, uh, started for the Twins last year. So not a great return for Albers, but he comes back to Seattle uh, and provides at least some starting depth in Tacoma um, and could also be stretched out as, as a reliever. Uh, the Mariners also added Ryan Buckter, uh, the 35 year old left-handed reliever who was, who Mariners fans probably recognize most from his time with the A's in 2017 through 2019. His best season was in 2018. He had a two seven, five ERA, Three five four FIP, uh, striking out a little over batter per inning, um, and uh, thirty nine and a third innings pitched. So another name to throw into that lefty competition there with Anthony Misavage, Danny Young, and and some of those guys. And then finally, Billy Hamilton, someone we talked about quite a bit over the last few days, especially with the Mariners needing to improve their outfield defense, was seen in the clubhouse today with a locker. So he's signed into a minor league deal. And uh, last year he played 71 games with the white Sox. He's 31 years old. Now he's not going to give you really anything offensively, at least at the plate. Uh, But he can certainly still some bases still. And um, you know, he's a good defender out in center field. So he at the very least is a hedge. If their plan to, you know, it seems like their plan is to, have Julio Rodriguez make the opening day roster as their starting center fielder. But if that doesn't work, Hamilton is kind of a hedge for that. So what do you think about these moves? Which one do you like the most? And uh, how does Hamilton kind of impact the, the Julio thing? Yeah, to be honest, I don't care about the other two. Um, The only one I care about is Billy Hamilton. Um, Is that mostly because I've been pounding the table for Billy Hamilton pretty much since the lockout lifted maybe um but you know i'm not i'm not the guy who beats his chest and talks about how 
often he's right. Um, oh. You know that about mm-hmm. me, Ty. Um, yeah, of course. Yep. <laughs> modest Colby Pat note, of course. Yep. That's the one word people would use to describe me. Modest. Um, mm-hmm. Only when I'm around you, apparently. The, uh, the Hamilton thing is interesting because I said this over the weekend. Um, and I, I'll, I'll say it here on the show. Uh, Billy Hamilton makes more sense for the Mariners than Dylan Moore does right now. Um, because really, they're both pretty similar players, right? Neither is going to give you anything offensively. And their primary value to you is what they do on the bases. Well, Billy Hamilton's a significantly better base stealer and runner than Dylan Moore. And while Dylan Moore can play second and short and third, you know who else can do those things? Adam Frazier, <laughs> Abraham Toro, like J.P. Crawford. Like there, there's no reason. And then you, you say, well, Dylan Moore can play the outfield too. Well, guess what Billy Hamilton does better than Dylan Moore? He plays the outfield. Um, so, yeah, I would not be shocked at all to see Billy Hamilton uh, make the opening day roster. He would be clearly be the 26th man. Um, mm-hmm. mostly just used late in games, defensive replacement, pinch running, that type of thing. Uh, but when you watch the Mariners def- outfield defense, and that was already kind of on display down in Arizona this weekend, uh, you understand why they might want a guy coming off the bench who can uh, cover some serious ground. So I, I think he's got mm-hmm. a shot to make the opening day roster. I wouldn't say it's a great shot, uh, but I think he does have it. Uh, and yeah, he's just, you know, again, like you said, it's, it's a little bit of a, you know, hedge your bets. Um, you know, if, if we just don't really quite trust Julio, um, then I guess we'll roll with Hamilton for a couple weeks, um, Mm -hmm. and see how it goes. But yeah, he's not going to give you anything offensively, at least not at the plate. Um, but he's, it's a really good minor league signing makes a ton of sense. And I think he's got a real shot to, uh, to make the opening day roster. I would say, I don't know, 35%, something like that, which is uh, fairly yeah. significant for a minor league free agent this late into the uh, offseason. Yeah, I'd say the chances of him making the roster are pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you on, on more for the most part. Like more obviously has higher offensive upside, but is he actually going to see that through? He's done it once. can't really games. Bank- can't really bank on it right now right like you can't it's it's tough and also look Moore has three minor league options remaining yep. you can set him down you can call him back up later it'll be fine Which you will have to do like yeah. dylan moore is gonna going have to have a role with the mariners somewhere mm-hmm. uh because guys are going to get hurt and there's always the right. off chance that dylan moore makes a swing adjustment for the first time in his career and actually shows that he can be something close to what he was in 2020 for 30 games. So, yeah, he's going to he's gonna play for the Mariners at some point. But yeah. you just look at it right now. I mean, what value, like, think of coming off the bench, who are you going to use as a pinch hitter off the bench? Based on the way it looks right now, probably Toro and uh, Torrens are probably going to be the first two. Mm-hmm. And if somebody, they need to replace somebody, like, I don't know, maybe a Eugenio Suarez, right, gets on base in the eighth and Billy Hamilton comes in to run for him. Oh, no, who's going to play third base? Like, Toro. Abraham Toro. Yeah. yeah. Or Frazier. Like, would it, or even if 
God forbid you have to tie France. Like it's right. There's just no use. Dylan Moore's versatility really doesn't play a role here because essentially what you're doing is you're replacing Dylan Moore with Adam Frazier defensively. And you're replacing basically everything Dylan Moore does well or everything Dylan Moore does to help you on offense with Billy Hamilton. So, yeah, it just it doesn't make sense to me to carry uh, Dylan Moore. Um, obviously, if Toro gets hurt or, or Frazier or whatever, then things change. But right now, the good center field defense is more valuable than anything Dylan Moore brings to the table. So I think uh, also. Yeah, man, the uh, the Mariners really like 2018 Reds. Jesse Winker, <laughs> Eugenio Suarez, Billy Hamilton. Quite a few guys from that team on here. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. By the way, we do, we do have some late breaking, kind of breaking Mariner news. A couple guys getting sent reassigned to minor league camp, so nothing major here. But uh, okay. the idea that Danny Young might make the major league opening day roster not going to happen. Uh, David Ellingson, uh, yeah, Patrick Blyke, well. yep, have been sent down to the minor league camp. So have Danny Young and Ian McKinney. Um, Brian O'Keefe has also been sent down to minor league camp, and Jack Larson as well. So, mm-hmm. yep. yep, no real surprises there. Um, I would have thought Weigel might have stayed up a little longer, um, but yeah, no, no real surprises on that end. Yeah. So um, sixty players left in camp for the yep. Mariners. So still a lot of shuffling to be done, uh, but they're, they're making some, uh, some small moves here and there as they, uh, they try to piece this thing together. But um, yeah, so the Hamilton thing, I, I, I think it would be smart to at least start the season with him on the roster instead of more, see how things go, especially if Julio is going to open up as the, uh, the center fielder. Um, still got to see about that. You know, Julio is kind of playing in what is pretty close to what would be the opening day lineup today. So, um, yeah, but I don't know. It's going to it's going to be interesting to see how the next couple weeks kind of dictate that whole situation. Right. If Julio Rodriguez comes up and he can play an average center field and he doesn't look overwhelmed at the plate. I mean, Hamilton's time with the Mariners organization might be a month. Uh, Right. But if things go wrong, you'll want Billy Hamilton around. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, I, don't know, I still feel like Julio is going to be the opening day center fielder. And that is why it makes sense to me to have Billy Hamilton. They're, they're connected. Um, it's like I said, you get into the seventh, eighth, ninth inning, you're probably going to want an outfield of Kelnick, Hamilton, Rodriguez. Um, because we saw Winker and Hanniger in the outfield together the other day, it it directly cost. I believe it was Chris Flexen, directly cost him a run. So, yeah, let's let's try and avoid that as much as we can. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. That would certainly be nice. So. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. 
You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. And a reminder, we're going back to five shows a week starting this week and all the way through the regular season and hopefully the playoffs for the Mariners as well. Now, make your second listen of the day locked on MLB, where Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's present and past. It's free wherever you get your podcasts just like us. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we will see you tomorrow. Peace.